in verse 5. If you finally say amen. amen. In verse 5, Solomon said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse 6, it says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. He said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We could preach a message out of that tonight on who are we trusting in tonight. But God has led us over here to another one here tonight in uh, Mark chapter 2. Look with me in Mark chapter 2 tonight. When you find it, stand as we honor God and His words here tonight. And uh, Mark chapter 2. I'm going to begin reading at verse 1 and read a little bit here for a ways and the Bible said, and again, he, meaning Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born before. But they could not come unto him or the press. They uncovered the roof where he was. When they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemous? Who can forgive sin but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sin be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? Verse 10, he said, But that ye may know, that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. And he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way unto thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Heavenly Father, we stand, Lord, in your realm here tonight, Lord. 
Father, I pray tonight that not I, but you, God, will be heard. I pray, Lord, tonight you'll have me behind this desk, God, that not I, but you will be seen tonight. Father, I pray tonight that the Holy Spirit will have right away once again tonight as it did this morning. And I pray, God, if there's one here that is in need of any reason tonight, Lord, I pray, God, they'll not leave this building without that need being met. Where it's a physical need, where it's a spiritual need, whatever that need might be, we know we are serving a God tonight is bigger than any need that we have. We know, God, tonight that you love us. We know tonight that you are here in the midst of us once again tonight as you was this morning. So, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you take your word now and anoint our ears to hear in Jesus' name. And God's people all said, Amen. Amen. I was sitting there and I was reading, believe it or not, my TV wasn't even on all afternoon. I've been sitting there reading. I read here and read there and read here and read there. And, and I was just reading, you know, just sitting down and just reading from read over in the Old Testament, read over in the New Testament. And I come across this part of Scripture here after I'd read uh, over there. I don't know if I can find it or not, but back over in... Uh, I don't remember, back over in Matthew somewhere, I read over there where that Jesus, after he had uh, been with the devil, been tempted to the devil there for 40 days and nights, and after the devil left him, the Bible said that the angels come and ministered unto him. And then Jesus began his ministry. And as I begin to read there about Jesus' ministry, the Bible said that he walked by some of the disciples at the Sea of Galilee. And he just spoke to the fishermen and he said, come and follow me. And the Bible said Peter and John left their nets, left their boat, and went and followed Jesus. And the Bible said he went on a little further and he said, to two more of the disciples, the sons of Zebedee, James and John, I believe it was, anyway, as another two of the disciples, he said, come and follow me. And I read that, and I thought, you know, how many people today, if Jesus passed by them and said the words to them, come and follow me, would get up and leave everything to go and follow Jesus. You know, that took a lot of them boys to do that. But the Bible said they began to follow Jesus as he began to preach the gospel. And the disciples, and on the way, he picked up more and more and more disciples. And he went about all Galilee and Capremium, preaching and teaching and healing all manner of sick. Now, the Bible said, and again, he entered into Capremium. That means, once again, that he had entered into that synagogue on different occasions. And the Bible said, and again, he entered into Capremium after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. You know, I've looked at that, and I've read that a number of times, preached maybe from it a time or two. But I 
got to thinking about that word it was noised about that Jesus was in the house. You know, when Jesus passes by and Jesus shows up in the house, you can't keep it a secret, hey man? Because it's going to spread like wildfire. I got home this afternoon and people have been watching on the Facebook and I don't know at the texts I got, I don't know at the calls that I got talking about the service that we had here this morning and what seemed like to those that wasn't here that might have could have been here missed out a blessing. Amen? Amen. They missed out a blessing not being here. But they was talking about uh, uh, it seemed like that the Lord was in amongst us uh, uh, everyone this morning. And Brother Mike, he was with us this morning. I mean, it was plumb in the back. Uh, it was everywhere, Brother Tim. It was back there where Brother Tim was sitting uh, uh, this morning. Uh, but you know, the same Jesus uh, that was here this morning uh, is here again tonight. Amen. He's here tonight and he's wanting to do a work here tonight that he done this morning. Uh, now Jesus comes uh, into the house uh, and when he comes here and we come here, uh, we need to come with a reason uh, because Jesus is here uh, for a reason and that reason is uh, to help those that are stand in need of help. Amen. Uh, he's here to bind up our wounds. He's here uh, to touch our bodies and heal us uh, if we're sick. Uh, he's here to forgive us of our sins uh, if that is what we're here for. Uh, you know, we all, if you stop and think about it, uh, we all need something uh, or we wouldn't be here. Hey man, uh, if we didn't need something, uh, the question is tonight, why did we come to church? Uh, did we come to church just to sit on a pew? Uh, you might have, uh, but I didn't. Uh, I come to receive the blessing that I know God uh, has for me. Uh, I've come to know, uh, I believe that he's going to touch this body. Uh, hey man, and help me. When I walk through them doors tonight, uh, Brother Rick, I still hadn't decided on where God wanted me to go to tonight uh, but he told me when they sang in the song there a while ago uh, and God let me know uh, and he said Jesus uh, is going to be in the house tonight uh, how many believe that he's here tonight uh, in the house uh, amen he's wanting to bless somebody tonight uh, he's wanting to bless us all sister Connie tonight uh, and all we got to do uh, to receive a blessing from God uh, is just open up and let him come in uh, and be Lord tonight. Amen. Uh, let him come in uh, and do what we can't do. Uh, they sang that song this morning. Uh, you know, I can't walk on the water. Uh, I can't open blinded eyes. Uh, I can't heal the cripple. Uh, I can't do all these things. Uh, and God knows I can't. Uh, but I know the one that can. Amen. Uh, and he's here to meet uh, our needs tonight. Amen. He's sure to meet our needs tonight. And you know, if we want a blessing, and we want a, if we want a blessing, then we're going to have to open up and ask God for a blessing. God knows we need one, and we know we need one, but the only way we're going to receive it, uh, amen, is just be obedient to God, amen. 
Now, we can sit down when we go to church. We can sit down. We can never say nothing. We can never raise our hands and praise Him. We can never sing a song and anything else. And if that's what we want to do, God will let us do that. He'll let us do that. But when we do that, we're allowing Satan to come in and meet us out of a blessing. You know, Rick, we allow the devil to beat us out of a blessing many, many times. Just because sometimes, you know, I know we're all hard. I know it's heat's been bad this week, and I know we worked this week, and, and I know some days I put in 12, 14 hours out in that sun, and I know what it takes it out of you. And so when I, when it comes church time, I want to be in church. Hey, Amen. Does anybody feel that way? I want to be in church. I want to be with God's people, and I want to be with God. And when I come to church, I want to see some, something happen. Hey, Amen. How many wants to see something happen? I want to see something happen when I come to church. And the only way I'm going to see it is we all be obedient to it. Amen. And I've said all the time, I've said time and time again, I, I said, you know, there's somebody that's usually got the key that will open up a service. Amen. How many believe that? You may have the key, you may have the key, or you may have the key that will open up that service and turn it loose. Amen. I remember a time over in the old church, and you might have heard me tell you before. Uh, uh, man, I'm telling you what, it was just like the service was locked down. Huh? And I just stopped and I said, somebody has got the key to this service. I mean, nobody wanted to do nothing. Uh, just like sometimes here, nobody don't want to do nothing and we don't receive a blessing. Uh, and, and I said, somebody's got the key to the service uh, and they've got it locked up. Uh, I could feel, I could feel uh, that the service was locked up. I could feel it in my spirit. Uh, and and uh, nobody said nothing. Uh, and we finally struggled and got through the service and uh, that night we come back to church uh, and I got up over the service up uh, and we had some singing and all uh, and uh, uh, this lady uh, uh, she stood up uh, uh, sitting on the right hand side of the church I could see it if it was yesterday and this had been years ago uh, and she was sitting about two thirds from the front uh, uh, back this way on the right as you go into the church uh, and she said brother Ralph I've got to say something uh, I said well sis you go right ahead and say it uh, she said you said this morning uh, that somebody had the key to this service uh, and they had it locked up. I said, yeah, I said that. Uh, uh, she said, well, Brother Ralph, I've got to confess. Uh, she said it was me because God wanted me to testify and I didn't testify. You say, well, uh, uh, you know, why didn't you testify? Why don't we testify sometimes? Hey, Amen. If we've got the key to the service, uh, and, and it just blowed my mind, the lady that done that, uh, and it was Connie's sister there, Sister Joyce, uh, and she said, Brother Ralph, she said, it was me. Uh, she said, I put a lockdown on this service this morning, and I'm sorry. Uh, but when she said that, I don't know how many of you remember, uh, it opened up and we had church that night. The only way we can have church and let God do a work uh, is if we all come in here free, uh, and if God tells us to do something, uh, we need to get up and do it. If it's testify, we don't need to sit back and wonder, well, what Brother Billy going to say, or what Johnny going to say, or, or Sue, or whoever, uh, well, I wonder what they'll say if I testify. If God has blessed you to testify about something, now you're going to miss out on a blessing and you're going to cause everybody else in the building to miss out on a blessing. Amen. Amen. So we just need to be obedient to God. Here, 
Again, the Bible says, Jesus entered into Capernaum to the temple after some days, or the house, uh, and it was noised uh, or made known that Jesus was in the house. And verse 2, it said, And straightway many were gathered together. Must have been a crowd there. Insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Uh, can you imagine Jesus being in the house? Uh, and the house was full. We don't see that too often anymore, do we? And the house was full. Uh, and the Bible said Jesus uh, Preach the word to them. Amen. And the Bible said, And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, paralyzed, which was born of four. So there was four evidently in that family, and one of them was born, he was paralyzed, he was born that way, and laid on a bed. And the Bible said it had done been noise that Jesus was in the house, you know. And these old boys wanted to take their brother down there, I assume, to where Jesus was at, because if you read back over in verse 40 there of chapter 1, you will see that Jesus was on the move, and this man that had leprosy came up to Jesus and fell down and worshipped him and said, Lord, thou can make me clean if thou will. And what that leper was saying, God, you can cleanse me, you can heal me, I know you can, I just don't know whether you will or not. And Jesus, seeing his faith, the Bible said, touched him, Rick, and that leprosy just disappeared off from him. Amen. Anybody believe that tonight? Faith. And these old boys might have heard about that. And that's why they brought down this man that was paralyzed on the bed. That's why they brought him down there. Why? Because they brought him there because they wanted to see him healed. He had been born that way, been that way all his life. And they wanted, he, they wanted to see him. They wanted him to get up and be like they could. Uh, and assuming they said he's a, uh, born of four of the family there. And so there might have been three brothers that carried him down there on the bed. He couldn't even walk to get there. But see, you know, if, if you put forth an effort to get to God's house tonight, listen to me, if you put forth an effort to get to God's house tonight, and if you will open up your heart uh, and just be obedient to God, I promise you, you're going to leave this place blessed. How many believe that tonight? But we've got to be obedient. The Bible said in the book of Samuel, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience to God is better than sacrifice. So we see this guy, these guys got there. They brought him down here to this house. Jesus was inside. Jesus was preaching the word to them. Uh, and the Bible said they couldn't even tell him to get in the door with him. It must have been a crowd, wasn't it? How would you like to see a crowd like that in the church here tonight? How would you like to see a crowd where you couldn't even down get in the door, you had to stand outside? I've seen that a few times across the road at the old church, Rick. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to see that many people at church. And so here they was. If we done something like that and we pulled up out here, John, and the house was full, you know what we'd do? You know what we'd do? We'd say, well, we can't get in. We, buddy, we're sorry. We're just going to have to take you back home. That's what we would do, wouldn't it? We wouldn't put forth an effort probably to get in here. 
if nobody didn't want to let us in the door. But them old boys had their mind made up. They wasn't going to leave that house until they seen Jesus. They wasn't going to leave that house until they seen Jesus work on their buddy or their brother. They wasn't about to leave. You know, just like I preached a message the other Sunday about Zacchaeus, you know, he was a chief among sinners down in the basement that I was preaching at. And you know, and he, he was a tax collector. He was hated he, of all people. He was a robber. He robbed the people on taxes. But he heard Jesus was coming up the road and something just came through him, brother. I got to see this man called Jesus. I got to see him. Now he could have sat there and Jesus would have passed by without him seeing him. But he had to get up and he had to make an effort to see Jesus if he was going to see him. And the Bible said he couldn't get around where Jesus was at because the multitude was all around him. But that didn't let him stop. He went down the road, climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus. He passed by. He put forth an effort, hey man. Amen. He was not going to take no for an answer. He made up his mind, uh, I'm going to see Jesus no matter what I have to do. Uh, if I have to climb that tree to see him, uh, I'm going to climb that tree to see him. And that's what he done. How many of us would put forth that much effort tonight to come to church? How many of us put forth that kind of effort to ever come to church? We drive in fine vehicles and we can't get in them and drive a mile or two to the house of God anymore. But here's Zacchaeus run down the road, climb up a tree to see Jesus. Now that's an effort, hey man. What about these old boys here that brought that boy down there? They put forth an effort to see him because they believed. They believed that they could only get their brother in there to where Jesus is at, uh, that Jesus could do something for him that nobody else had ever done. They could have gave up. They could have said, well, I'm sorry. Let's just wait outside until Jesus comes out or we just got to catch him some other time down the road. But they didn't do that. You know what they did? The Bible said they come up on the house. Come up on the house. That was putting forth an effort, wasn't it? Come up on the house. And the Bible said they started jerking boards off. Started jerking boards off, pitching them down. And the Bible said they got a, the boards took off, the roof took off from it. When the hole was big enough, uh, the Bible said they, I guess, put him on a rope and they just let him right down in front of Jesus. Amen. Woo! uh, Sometimes you've got to get close to the Lord uh, before he can touch you or do anything for you. We've got to get close to him. And the Bible said, uh, could you imagine sitting in a crowd of people? What do you think them people in that building thought? Jesus evidently kept on preaching. He knows what was going on up above him. He knew, he knew something was going on. Can you imagine them people whispering, well, what in the world is going on up there? What in the world is going on? Somebody's tearing the top off of my house. What in the world are they doing that for? But I'll guarantee you, when they were sitting there, they probably kept looking up and looking up. But I'll guarantee you, when they seen this man being let down from the ceiling on the bed, what would you do if you're sitting here all at once a man come down on the bed? 
I don't know what you'd do. You'd fly out that back door and I'd probably be right behind you. <laughs> but, but they led him down right before Jesus. Led him down right before him. And the Bible said in verse 5, and when Jesus saw their what? When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. See, his faith saved him right there. But there were certain of the scribes set in there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemous? Who can forgive sin but God only? <laughs> I'm going to stop right there in a minute and I'm going to shoot my mouth off here. You know, any time that you're in a crowd of people and God really moves and miracles happen and things take place, there's going to be somebody in that crowd that's going to find fault and start complaining. Amen. Amen. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Why, I don't know, but they will. They complain. Having their doubts. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, the complainers, why reason ye these things in your heart? He just asked them, what, what's wrong with you? Why, why are you doubting? Why are you talking about this? Jesus said, whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sin be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk? He said, which one do you think is the easiest to do? Verse 10, he said, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin. You may, you may need to know, see, the, these complainers uh, uh, were the Pharisees and the scribes, uh, and they thought only God could forgive sin. They forgot only God. They, they, they thought only God forgives sin. But Jesus said, if you think that that's all I can do, he said, watch this. He said, I'll say unto thee, I believe he pointed at that boy laying on the bed. He said, I'll say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way unto thy house. <laughs> what do you think them complainers said then? Here they knowed this boy. He lived there, they knowed him. And when Jesus said, Take up your bed, get up, take up your bed, walk, and go home. When that man got off from that bed, picked up his bed, he may not have had room coming to get him in there, but I'll guarantee you they made room to let him out. Amen. <laughs> I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way unto that house. And immediately the man rose, took up, the, took up his bed, and went forth before them all, 
insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw head on this fashion. I don't know where you've ever been in a healing service or not. I don't know where you've ever seen the moving of God or not, but I can tell you when God moves, things happen, and we don't need to complain about it. We need to grill the hole and be part of it. Amen. I believe if we'd give God praise and show God we have faith sometimes, that we could see things happen. Amen. Oh, we had a good service this morning. Had a good service this morning. But we could have these services every time we come through them doors back there if we would just be obedient to God. How many believe that? Amen. We could. We could instead of getting self-satisfied and sitting back and not doing nothing for God. These old boys could have stayed at home or they could tuck him and went back home and that man would have probably died and never walked a step. But they didn't. See, we've got to put forth an effort. When Jesus is in the house, we need to realize he's in the house. This morning, if you remember, Mike, this morning, some of us here and I was praying, and I prayed, God, move up on every pew this morning. Anybody remember that prayer we had? Move on every pew. Speak to every heart on them pews this morning, Lord. Stir her heart. And God did. I looked back there and you could, just, you could just see it back in there. I looked back this way. You could see it back here. I looked back there where Steve runs it. And I mean, you could just see it and you could feel it just, just bouncing from one wall to the other. That was God, people. Amen. And you see the results of it. You've seen people on this altar and you see people that got their need met, whatever their need was. And God will meet our need if we will trust Him and believe in Him. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. People, sometimes we see these things happen and we try to figure it out. And we just can't figure it out instead of seeing it and believing it. And thanking God that you was part of it or you seen it. Amen. Amen. Lean not on our own understanding. We none don't understand. Does anybody understand God? Do you think God needs any of us to tell him what he needs to do, how to run this old world? We don't. No, he don't. Lean not into your own understanding. I've seen things happen, Brother Mike. I've seen things happen. And it just looked like the impossible. And it was the impossible with man. But I know it wasn't impossible, Brother Billy, with God. I've seen people heal just like that. I've seen cancer heal. I've seen things happen. I've seen, I've seen God work in people. I've seen Him work in evil people, sinful people, evil people. And one I've seen Him work in was this old boy right here. When he came into my life and he changed my life. When God got to dealing with me and put me under conviction, Brother Billy, I said, Lord, there's, see, there's pleasure in sin. How many knows there's pleasure in sin? Yeah, there's pleasure in sin. <coughs> and, and God got to dealing with my heart. I was sick of the things that I was doing. I was, and I, and, and, and I fought God and fought God. But you know, God just kept coming and knocking on my door. He just came knocking on my heart's door. He didn't give up on me. He just come and knock. I knew it was God knocking. I knew that God was wanting to come in and help me. But you know, you know, 
God won't come in unless you open the door. God can't come in, I guess. The old saying goes, have you ever seen a picture somewhere where Jesus stood and knocked the door on the door outside? If you ever noticed, there ain't no knob out there. So if he comes in, you're going to have to open the door and invite him to come in. Amen. See, I, see, I wouldn't open the door and let him in for a long, long time. But one day, one day, it was my day. He knocked and I opened the door and I let him come in. That was 1983 in April. 1983, April the 5th, the 27th. And let me tell you, he changed my life that day. Danny, I've never been the same. I've never been the same since Jesus came in and became Lord of my life. All these things. I kept telling God, well, now God, I like this pleasure and I like that pleasure, God. I, 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 I'll, uh, I'll do this or I'll do that, but don't ask me to give up this. Don't ask me to give up that. But I had to give it all up. Amen. I couldn't hold on to some of it. Well, one hand is serve God with the other. But I got to the place when I opened that door, I was willing to give it all to Jesus. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to work these things out. I don't know what I'm going to do, Lord. I didn't have to worry about it. God took care of it for me. God took care of it for me. If you've got something in your life holding you back, you just need to give it to God. You need to give it to God. Because you will never have a full joy of knowing Jesus Christ and His love until you quit holding out on God. And you've got to surrender all. We used to sing a song, Surrender All. You've got to surrender all. You're here tonight and you haven't surrendered it all to Jesus. Tonight would be a good time to do that. You say, well, Brother Ralph, I, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, don't worry about it. If you surrender it all and turn it over to God, I promise you that God will work it out and He'll work it out the best for you tonight. Stand with me tonight, would you? This altar's open. If you've got a need tonight, not very many here. You don't have to be ashamed to come. Just come up here at this altar and just thank to Jesus tonight. <coughs> Without you holding my hand 
I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Without you holding my hand 